0: Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on hold my
1: hand, not
0: sure I understand, this role I've been given. But I wish someone had to talk to me like I want to talk to you. Naked with Adele is about getting real, It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part two of this interview. When we transform, we often notice changes where we are the most vulnerable, our relationships. To have genuine courage and take our partnerships to the next level, it helps to know how to let emotions guide us to feel seen and heard. To get your free download of Chapter 7 of Can You See Me Naked? Go to adelegreen.com forward slash free chapter. That is www.adele-green.com forward slash free hyphen chapter. Now back to the interview. Once the conference has taken place, if people look for the website online, will you be putting in any transcripts or any discussions about what had taken place if people want to know more about Uh, social entrepreneurship? Yes,
1: definitely. We're going to actually record all the speakers at the conference so people can still learn about what's been discussed at the conference. After the fact, there'll be videos uh, uploaded onto the website and obviously our, our social media. But yeah, there will definitely be access to learn more about it. Who
0: will benefit the most from attending the actual conference,
1: Impact Iceland? Really, we're we're focusing on both locally in Iceland and international people for the fact that one of our key focuses of the conference is sharing of knowledge. So sharing of international challenges and solutions as well as uh, locally as well. We're focusing within Iceland specifically on education, uh, academia, we're looking at government and officials, we're looking at companies that are focused on social responsibility and then obviously entrepreneurs and social entrepreneurs. And then internationally, I would think for the most part, we've invited impact investors, so impact investors are people that are specifically focused it's a it's an actual section in the investment world that are people that are purely focused on social entrepreneurs and so it's really exciting that there is this uh, specific area within the investment community for social entrepreneurs so we're looking for uh, impact investors and then of course uh, we welcome all areas of entrepreneurs to come to the conference and share their experience and, and learn uh, together. So when people go to the conference will they just be
0: listening to talks or will there also be opportunities created for them to network where uh, people who are actually driving these kind of projects can connect with uh, influential people uh, higher up in authority positions.
1: That's exactly what we're aiming for. So it's not just going to be, the setup will be round table formats because we want to encourage this discussion element rather than uh, just, you know, seats like a theatre where you're just listening the whole time to a speaker. So the format will be, there will be speakers and then there will be after for each section. I'll just take the time now to talk about the four sections. So the first section is about what is social entrepreneurship and social innovation. The second section of the conference is about what are the challenges and solutions we focus locally in Iceland, but also internationally. The third section is actually going to be uh, entrepreneurs pitching and innovators pitching their projects and and sharing their, their journeys. And then the fourth section is how do we create the support structure so we'll be hearing from impact investors and from people that have developed social entrepreneurship in their local communities so with each section we're aiming to have uh, speakers and then after the speakers we're going to have uh, questions where there will be a discussion element around each table and then a sharing of that knowledge that people have discussed. And then during the breaks, we will also have kind of network games as such. (laughs) So that we, because we're really trying to enhance that aspect of the conference that we're all there to meet people, to discuss, to learn. And that's one of our key factors of this conference.
0: You mentioned something earlier about part of what you're trying to persuade about in Iceland is that it can be both profitable and socially responsible that's my word but it comes down to the same thing that it could be both profitable and socially responsible for people to get involved as social entrepreneurs can you tell us more about why you think it can be profitable as well
1: well there's various examples of profitable ventures of social entrepreneurship why I think it can be profitable is just because it's like any other business. You're focused on creating a good product market fit, and whatever your product is, you're you're still aiming to uh, sell it to your designated audience, like any other business. So it's all the same business principles that you would find, you know, in, in regular business. It's just that you're focused on then looking at uh, once you've generated profit, how are you going to distribute that profit? And that profit is then distributed usually 50% or more towards your social mission uh, and the rest goes either towards your founders or your investors or your business, for example. So, it's just the way we are perceiving business. Just to give you an example, so a coffee shop, for example. A coffee shop could be a social enterprise uh, through the thing that it employs disabled people or minority people, disadvantaged people. So you're, you're assisting people in the community that wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to have a job, you're opening up doors for them. And through that, you could give them training, you could give them skills that they either stay in your coffee shop or they go and are able to get another job after that. So you'll still be selling your coffee to people, you'll still be making a profit as a normal business, but part of your whole business mission is to help a certain group in your community to prosper.
0: So can I test your theory? So you say you can still have a good fit between your product and your client. So if you have yes. a coffee shop and you employ disabled people and they serve yes. coffee, and a mm-hmm. guy with a wheelchair brings you coffee, does that a good market fit for you? Don't you see it, that as a that, potential problem?
1: Well, yes and no. Because it's all about how you position it to your, to your community. So. If I go to a coffee shop and my waiter is a guy in a wheelchair, I would be mindful of how the company itself is promoting what they're doing. You're still going to get your cup of coffee, you know, you're still going to have a really great cup of coffee. That doesn't disrupt your experience of your coffee. But also the great thing with social entrepreneurship is that's part of also their storyline, the way that they introduce themselves to the community as a business, that yes, you might have a guy with a wheelchair. So what's that doing? It's actually making me as a customer comfortable or aware of a person that's in a wheelchair that I would have usually never had that experience before. So it's really about the storyline as well that the company provides to the community to make it look interesting or uh, sexy, that they want to come to that that coffee shop and support its cause.
0: So, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to be going to a coffee shop where I'm going to be served coffee by a guy in a wheelchair, I'm going to have to pull my toe out of the way so he doesn't ride over it, and I'm going to have to go there with an already open mind, because I can't go there demanding where's my coffee if it takes a little bit longer. So I suppose when it comes to the awareness or linking it to the storyline, in that sense, it does its work. But, you know, if I test the theory on the Tom shoes, I mean, I'm going to have to be prepared to pay double the price for a pair of shoes because I want some of the money to go to a place in South America where another child who doesn't have shoes can get a pair of shoes. But now from a product fit with a market point of view, he's pricing himself out the market. So, you already, again, have to have a customer who's got an open mind and then creating awareness. I'm just struggling from a business point of view to really sure. understand
1: this product fit concept. Not necessary. So, what Tom's Shoes has really done great is they mobilized the student community throughout America and they really created a movement where it really became hip and trendy to support Tom's Shoes. So they did a great storyline kind Uh, of marketing and and a movement. They built a movement behind it. And your philosophy on the fact that it will cost double the price is is not correct because you will still have the same process of, you still want to have the same price uh, range that you want your customers to buy. You won't be charging double the cost just because it's got a a mission or a social uh, aspect to it. Here's another, I'll mm-hmm. give you another example of, of a great, I, I personally endorse, uh, I love this company and it's called Better World Books. And they started, it's a company that sells used books to worldwide audience. And again, the story was with these guys, they, they finished a university and they were sitting in their apartment and they had all these used books from their university course just lying around in their apartment. And they thought, you know, what am I going to do with this book? And at that stage, they thought, well, let's just see if somebody would want to buy this book. So they went online, uh, sold the book, and it turned out there was quite a demand for this product, that people actually wanted to buy secondhand university books. So this guy really went, wow, okay. And went to find all the secondhand books of his friends and also sold them online and discovered there was this huge demand for secondhand books and this eventually ended up being a business which became Better World Books and now what Better World Books does is they support various different aspects within the business structure so their core business is selling secondhand books and they get the secondhand books from for example libraries because libraries have to have a turnover of books, they throw out old books, and they usually end up in the recycle bin or go to the dump. So they rescue these books and resell them on the market. So they pretty much get the books close to, or very at a very low cost, and they're able to sell it again to the market, not at the same cost of a new book, but slightly reduced because it's secondhand. but there is still very much a high demand of of that physical book. And then part of their mission is they support literacy throughout the whole world. So money goes for each book sold. There's a certain amount that goes into their literacy program. They ship all their books worldwide for free. And they're a very sustainable business, very conscious of everything that they do from wanting to reduce their uh, CO2 emissions, And as a customer, every time you buy a book, you can see how much for each book that you buy, one also gets donated to their program. So it's this continuous giving kind of uh, system that they've developed. It's absolutely wonderful.
0: That is incredible. (laughs) So that really just proves that it doesn't matter what you think the obstacle is. Before you try, you're not going to know, and you can still serve the need in the market. So, the thinking that you have to double your price to substitute, you know, if you come in with that kind of thinking, then you're not going to find an ideal situation serving a gap in the market
1: and solving a problem at the same time. Yeah, not not at all, because then you're not not serving your customers. So, it's really about meeting the needs of all your stakeholders, your customers. Mm -hmm. So, it's not at all about a push sale.
0: I mean, at all. You, business as usual. You just. Yes. Not at all. Really, yeah. also serving an additional purpose, which is for a good cause. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California. Is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand this role I've been given. But I wish someone had to talk to me like I wanna talk to you. It's choosing to remove the mask. And reaching within to bear your soul.
1: Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart.
0: It's about women staying true to who they are. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable.
1: So I let down my guard, drive my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with
0: no safety net. Now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind Giving you someone to talk to Hello And once you make up your mind, the journey begins.
1: I've made up my mind don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further
0: I'm Adele Green And this MTJDX to me is just for you Come and join me Register for your membership free To get this show and many resources at wwwadel greencom Or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele